Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 387. There were a number of people that were using Etsy Wholesale that said, well, now what? Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and thanks for joining me here today. Are you new to the show? Welcome. I'm so glad you're joining us. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to make sure you're aware of a new podcast format I'm introducing that's going to serve you in a whole new way. It's called a boost. This is your chance to listen in while I address a current issue faced by one of your fellow handmade product makers. You know, too often we stall in one area of our business where if we could just get past the block, it would open the path to new business growth. That's what this is all about to give a boost and clear the way for the next big move. At the end of the show, I'll tell you how you can sign up for your own free Gift Biz Boost. For now, let's get to the topic of the day. Our discussion is going to open your eyes to new possibilities for your business. As you no doubt got from the title, we're talking wholesale, but in a different way than any discussions we've had before. You may have thought your business is too small or too new to consider the selling option. Not necessarily so. In fact, what you'll learn today is a way to get your business into the wholesale arena with guidance and structure designed for you, the smaller handmade product maker specifically. Because the holidays are approaching so quickly, I bumped this interview up to get the information into your hands in time for you to take action on it for this holiday season. Huge potential awaits. So without further delay, let's dive in. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Amber Christian. Amber is the new owner of Stockable and Handmade Seller Magazine. She comes from a technology background, having spent over 20 years implementing technology solutions. Given that, she brings her finance, supply chain, and technology insights and expertise to our handmade product community. In fact, her entire career has been spent bridging the gap between different industries and functions, and she sees lots of potential within the whole landscape of handmade. She's been told by many that she has an innate ability to make boring topics pretty fun. But guess what? We have no boring topics to cover today. Everything that we're doing is super exciting. And without further ado, Amber, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited for us to get into things today. Me too. And there's a lot for me to learn about what you're going to be doing too. This is kind of like exposing to the world your plans with these two junctures. I know, it should be fun. I know, but we're going to delay for half a second in that I have this question I have to ask you because I do with every single guest. And I do this, Amber, just to get a different view of who you are. A bio is one thing, but having you describe your motivational candle really gives us a different glimpse of you. 
So tell us what your motivational candle would look like by a color and then maybe a quote or a saying or a mantra, something like that. My motivational candle is blue, which for those that may not see if we don't ever release any video with this, I'm wearing blue today because that is my motivational color. I like things that sparkle, that are really nice, rich tones. So my motivational candle is going to start out with being blue. It's probably going to have a Teddy Roosevelt quote about the man or woman in the arena. The person that's actually in there fighting the good fight. And you can go Google famous Teddy Roosevelt quotes about the man in the arena if you want to know the specific one. So that would actually be written on my candle. And I would tell you there's a particular scent that would go along with my candle too. And yes, I know. I thought about this a lot. I'm like, oh, this is a really (laughs) fun question. (laughs) I love it. Now I'm trying to guess what scent it would be, but I'm going to let you do the reveal. So go for it. It is a citrus scent. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yes, it's something that just makes your brain just spark alive and gives you all kinds of creative thoughts and just opens up your capacity to see things in new ways. So I have a sparkly blue candle with a Teddy Roosevelt quote that smells like citrus. So unique to you. I love it. And Amber, I don't know how many shows that you've listened to, but it's so interesting because makers have all these creative designs that they add to these candles, which makes it really fun for all of us to hear from other people. But yours is a very unique combination. I love it so much. I was not expecting you to say citrus at all, but like (laughs) citrus reminds me of the sun and blue reminds me of the sky. And in the arena reminds me of being open and available and it's perfect. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, don't ask me to actually make that candle because I have no idea how <laughs> I would do that. Don't worry. We don't have to go that far. <laughs> okay. So we have a lot to cover today. I think what I'd like to do is start with Handmade Seller and just talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing with that. And I think I'd rather start a step further back, which is how did you discover and decide on this opportunity for yourself? Yes. So in the last seven months, I have actually bought two companies in the handmade industry. Overachiever. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It feels like it sometimes. That's a good label. It is. I'll take it. Hey, listen, when an opportunity presents itself, you've got to jump on it or it can escape you. Yes. Well, you're going to tell me, but it might not have been your preference to do them both at once. But if you didn't take those opportunities when they were there, might not have been available when you were ready. So you're going to make it work. That's exactly how I ended up with two companies in a short period of time. Yeah. So I originally purchased Stockable last January. And Stockable is a wholesale marketplace for artisan entrepreneurs to sell their products to independent retailers. So as you think about how you start to break into wholesale, a lot of new people in wholesale. Then along the way... As I was writing some articles about the wholesale industry, I ended up meeting Danny from Handmade Seller, and she had run this digital publication. It used to be produced 12 times a year, but she had run it up to the end of last year, and then she found herself at a new chapter in life, right? This happens to lots of us. She's like, okay, I think I'm done with this part of my journey, and she actually started her artisan business. So that's what she was doing full time. And she needed someone that would love and carry on that mission and would want to be part of that industry. So as I had gotten talking to her, she said, well, you're already in this industry. Clearly, you love it from our conversations. You're really enjoying what you're working on and the solutions you're bringing. So one thing led to another. And I just asked, hey, what are you going to do with it? 
and she said, well, I don't know yet. And I said, can I buy it? <laughs> Pretty soon I bought it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And when was that? When did you say? Oh, July. This is brand new. July, like a couple months ago. Yeah, like a month ago. July 2022. Like the last month. <laughs> okay. So share with us maybe some things that you're ready to reveal. All right. So what a couple of your ideas or thoughts are for the magazine, when you think it'll be available again, and most importantly, how we can get our hands on it once it is available again. So let's cover those three things. Yes. So let's start with all of the back issues that were produced before are available for free on the Handmade Seller site. So you can go to handmadezeller.com and you can pull up all of the old issues. So you can sign up, get access to them, which is great. And then that'll put you on the list so that as I start to reveal everything else that's coming out, you'll start getting more and more communications from me. But the goal is actually to start producing it again this fall, and we're going to go to a quarterly publication with it, and it will remain free. And so it's going to be a little bit of a different model than what we'd had before. And so now I'm working on evolving what that business model looks like for Handmade Seller. So yes, it'll be quarterly. And we're also going to launch a podcast to go along with it. And I have a sneaky suspicion a bunch of your listeners are going to be pretty interested in that as well, because it's about how we can actually help them get in front of retailers. Mm -hmm. Oh, wonderful. So there'll be lots coming this fall. Okay, so the best thing to do for us then is get on Handmade Seller's email list, which I already am, so I'm good to yes. go there. And then things will be revealed as they're ready for us to know. Would that be a good way to say it? Absolutely. Yes, I have so many fun things coming, but we'll slow pedal them. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, one action step for that. That's easy. Go to handmadeseller.com. You can grab any free back issues that you want. And it's all online. So you're not going to have anything coming to your house, no extra paper, anything like that. So probably immediate access to those back publications then too. That's correct. Immediate access. Yes. Beautiful. I'm loving everything I'm hearing, Amber. You're like an angel dropping down <laughs> on all of us today. <laughs> and then we'll automatically be on your list. And then we just watch our emails to see what comes next. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Wonderful. So let's be done with that because the real topic and opportunity that our listeners have with you right now is with Stockable, right? Absolutely. Share with us again in a little bit more detail than you already have how you came onto this opportunity. And then let's dive in specifically to what this is and how it could affect our listeners. Absolutely. So last year, I came across an opportunity to buy this marketplace. So what Stockable was, it was created by a maker. She was a jewelry maker. And at the time that Etsy's wholesale business was shut down several years ago, there were a number of people that were on that platform that were using Etsy wholesale that said, well, now what? Like, where do I go next? And where do I go that is friendly for the smaller entrepreneurs? Maybe I'm not selling at huge scale. I'm not actually trying to sell enormous scale, or maybe that's daunting. So I don't, maybe I don't want huge marketplaces. So this marketplace was created, and it's a lot of people that are just getting into wholesale or just trying to build up their wholesale businesses. Oh, that's really interesting. So it's a spot very specific or will really cater to a brand new wholesaler. Yes. Love it. Okay. All right. And in fact, a lot of people are just kind of learning the ropes and, oh, what's it like to actually set up a shop on one of these? 
and oh, what kind of photographs do I need? What kind of product descriptions do I need? So this is a good place to learn. It's your kind of your baby steps. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually the bulk of people are brand new coming to wholesale. And then we do have other makers that are on several different platforms. Each platform has different strengths and weaknesses and is trying to accomplish different things. So it's actually common that some folks that are a little further along will actually be on multiple marketplaces and Stockable is one of them. Perfect. So let me just back this up for a second, Amber, because we already speak that language. You know, when we're talking direct to consumer, there's been a lot of conversation about, well, you should do in-person shows and then you should have a website and then you could also online be selling on Etsy or other places too multiple locations for direct-to-consumer will introduce you to new audiences, new opportunities that are not just duplicating the same thing, right? Right. So now you're saying this exact same concept, but you're putting it over on the wholesale end. Absolutely. Yes. 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 And so where we're a little different for Stockable, right? So I come from a technology and small business background, and I know how hard it is to run a small business. And I know that one immediate one-off sale on a wholesale marketplace doesn't really solve how I run my business in a sustainable fashion. It doesn't necessarily help me build my relationships for repeat business, et cetera. So what we're trying to do with Stockable is connect with the smaller, more independent retailers that want to support handmade. There is a whole growing movement on the retail side to support handmade. And so where I'm sitting with this marketplace is trying to also educate makers, educate retailers in growing that whole handmade space. That's really the mission that I'm after, as opposed to handmade being one of everything else they wholesale. We specialize. It's all handmade. So that makes it different. And we actually vet and everybody has to actually apply on our site. You can't just sign up and sell. You have to apply. We look at your products. If we think it's mass produced. We reject it. We don't let those folks in. So it, again, it was staying super, super focused on that handmade industry and, and then helping people grow their businesses. So part of the trick is sales and making your product. That's one thing. Another part of it, too, is, as you know, how do you start to grow that business over time? Oh, I have to do marketing for my business. My business has to start showing up different places. How do I do some of these different things? So what I'm working on with Stockable is I actually send out periodically free promotional opportunities. So, you know, you're just starting out. You're on a budget. You are. And through some of my partners, you can get free advertising if your products are selected. So I'm adding some different things that are really more about those longer run solutions for running your business. So, hey, reminder, publication deadlines are this. Submit your products and see if you can get them covered for free. Some of those kinds of, I consider those tools and kind of value adds to just being in our marketplace and our ecosystem of saying, I'm trying to help you build a business for the long run. Am I sensing some overlap here between Stockable and Handmade Seller too? Of course. Absolutely. Just wondering. <laughs> and we'll leave that right where it is until we're going to know more. <laughs> yep. Okay. Beautiful. Yep. There's a reason that made sense for that acquisition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's really interesting. So given the fact that makers, their focus has always been making, that's where it all started from. So all this business stuff, making websites, going out at craft shows, I know a lot of people have gravitated to and now love, but it wasn't the first thing that brought them into the handmade industry. 
And still, promotion and marketing can be challenging. Even if you like to do it, it's all the time part, you know? And even if now you have people helping you with your making process, production, shipping, fulfillment, whatever it is, you still also have to work through all those people. So there's a lot going on. And so you're offering some really valuable points within the business that can help really directly grow the business. It's a direct link. Like promotional visibility equals more sales. Exactly. And that's how you should think about what I'm developing around Stockable, how I'm looking at the offerings. I am not trying to have hundreds of thousands of items on this marketplace. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No, you want the marketplace to be a little smaller, more targeted, more focused about building those relationships and about those solutions. And so that's one of them. The other thing that we're in the process of developing is the ability for those that are on the paid side of our platform to do and participate in these open calls. And so we also remember, it's not just your unique product. The retailer has the, how do I be unique? How is my inventory unique? What can I do to differentiate myself? And this is where Handmade is coming into play. And so I'm rolling out offerings to be able to say, well, what if you wanted to custom make a product for a shop? What if they wanted that and then they get access to bid on that? Could be very much like your regular product, but could be customized for a store. Well, that's going to help you build a relationship. They'll come back more. And so this is part of the conversations I'm having with retailers to plant that seed because they didn't even know this was possible. They didn't even know people were open to doing these kinds of things. I'm like, oh, makers are open for business. <laughs> And I will tell you, there are some people within my coaching programs and other listeners even beyond that who are here who have gift shops or yeah. brick and mortar shops or creative outlets different from only just handmade. And they're looking for things that are made in their area. Right. Things that are made with local ingredients, things that can be branded to their businesses potentially, all of that. So if you are listening and you have a shop like that, both ears should be peaked, right? Like people who have shops already and then people who are makers because there's opportunity here for both of you. And that is really exciting. Absolutely. And it's been amazing as I've talked with retailers, they look at me like, you could do that? Mm. I have access to hundreds of makers. Of course I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the power of it. So let's go from the maker end, okay? And let's do all of the maker and then let's roll into if someone is looking for products because they have a gift shop, let's say, and they're looking for more wholesale items. Just as you're saying, not these mass produced, but the one of a kind, the very intimate that's going to make their shop look different, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll do that second, okay? Yeah. But for a maker, what are you specifically looking at with them? In like, what are the qualifications? I'm thinking there are people listening that are like, oh, I know she said it's for people who are starting, but I'm not sure I'm even qualified yet. So give us a little rundown of who would be the right person. Yes. So the right person already has their retail presence established. If you haven't launched your, you know, selling to consumer or you haven't been selling at any shows yet, you don't want to try to launch wholesale at the right time. So if you're a maker, you want to have been out there and been making sales. Doesn't have to be a lot, but you have already been working through that process. Yes, because there are so many pieces. You need the basics of a brand. Mm -hmm. 
you're going to need to be able to upload a shop image. You're going to need to know what to write about your shop. You're going to need to know how to talk a little bit about your products. So you want to have been doing some type of retail sales to a customer, right? Whether it's through a show or something so that you've got the basics of setting it up. Otherwise, setting up a brand is it's just too hard to set up a shop because you haven't figured out all the basics of just how you're selling to end consumers yet. Well, and the danger to that, if you jump forward in that, is then you set something up with you, then you set up your website or something, and none of it looks the same. So the very first thing is targeting in on what your brand is by colors and logos and taglines, if you want, and what you stand for and who your customer is, right? Yes. Like, are you going for the quick short sales or is your product more expensive? So you're looking for more high quality investment type buyers. Like you think through all of that, that's really good information, not just to start with stockable, but anything. You'd start there. Yes, you start there. You have to make sure you've got those basics. And the next thing I would tell you is you have to make sure that you have a type of business that supports wholesale pricing. And this is part of the kind of the nitty gritty of business, but wholesale margins are different than retail margins. They're not sold at the same price to a retailer. The retailer has to then mark up the products and then sell them. So the other key thing to understand is actually, have I created a cost profile for my products that is going to actually support a wholesale business? We've done some other episodes on that as well. Yes. In fact, actually, I created an email course from here to wholesale in one year sends you an email every month with a step to do. If you're like, I want to do wholesale. Oh, but I'm not quite there. And so each month is like, here, do this this month. Here, do this this next month. Step by step. (laughs) Yeah, I did that step by step because people would say, I feel completely overwhelmed at selling wholesale. And I was trying to break that down and said, well, what if you were just given a path this one step at a time? Like, well, that's pretty approachable. Again, back to that whole, how do I create these little practical solutions, right? To make it easier. Building your company is also kind of like building a tower of blocks, too. You don't want to start wholesale and direct-to-consumer at the same time. There's two totally different things. Getting your pricing right initially for direct-to-consumer will help you ease into wholesale much easier. There won't be all these questions, well, how come your prices are increasing or you know, all that kind of thing happening either. But trying to do them both at the same time doesn't make sense. And I would say, I just want to say this for our listeners there, some people only do direct-to-consumer, some people only do wholesale, some people do both. So you can decide for yourself what's right for you, but wholesale does represent such a huge and different opportunity. It's another source for you, although the structure looks completely different. Right. And Amber's our girl to teach us and get us opportunities in that arena. Yes. And you should think of it like revenue streams, right? Mm -hmm. I always think of it as a bit of a stool and you want to have multiple streams as part of that business and wholesale can provide a steady revenue stream. As you get relationships built with independent retailers and you make sure that you're able to move the products with them so they're able to repeat order with you, all of that takes time. The other big thing that I would say is if you're going to come on to a wholesale platform, any of them, You can't be bouncing around one to the next, to the next, to the next every other month. You have to give it time. A key that I'll see sometimes is someone says, well, I put my shop up the next day. Where are the orders? Like, whoa. (laughs) And like, well, did you tell anyone your shop's there? No. (laughs) Well, 
it's the same thing yeah. with direct to consumer, right? Like just because you're there, if nobody knows you're there, how are they going to buy from you? Absolutely. Exactly. And there's the thing too about this is just a, kind of a side thought just for us all to consider is, you know how we talk about you can name your number. Some say seven. Sometimes people say as many as 12 touches before someone is convinced that they should buy from you. Right. If you make a product that you want to place in wholesale, whoever is going to stock your product and put it in their shop, it's their reputation on the line as well. So they really need to feel comfortable with you. And Amber, this yes. is one of the things I like about Stockable and you talking about the fact that you're vetting. As things continue to grow and build, your platform becomes known as one that has quality products. Like you could even say, that's already three touches. Just being on and approved to be with Stockable. Mm -hmm. I already know that what I'm looking at here like has been reviewed. It's good quality. I can put it in my store and it's solid for my reputation if I was a store owner. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we're seeing if we qualify. Mm -hmm. We need to have our branding down and our positioning. We need to have solid pricing that's going to work for wholesale. Right. Is there anything else under just the qualifying portion? Oh my gosh, are you excited? Is your mind opening up to the opportunity of wholesale for you, even if you're just starting out? We're going to continue the conversation with Amber after this quick break to hear from our sponsor. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How, you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or fine packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. You want to make sure you have your photos ready. I mean, you should have this if you've got your direct-to-consumer shot. But making sure it's really a photo and a description that's going to help the retailer really understand your product. A key mistake that I see people make a lot is they're like, oh, we'll just take everything off of my direct-to-consumer shop and that'll be fine for the retailer. That doesn't help the retailer. <laughs> it doesn't help them sell your product. You need a description that's going to work for a retailer. So I think that's a key area as well is where people want to just shortcut the process and just use everything they did for a consumer, thinking that I would sell in the same way to a consumer as I would to a retailer. It's a whole different customer. It's a whole different customer. With a different purpose of purchasing from you too. Yes, absolutely. And they have different information needs as well. And so a lot of times where I talk about, you got to remember this is a process and it's going to take time. You're not going to have every piece there right away. You have to think about how am I going to educate the retailer on how to sell my product? Because now if I want to go stand out to a retailer, if I make it easy for them to turn around and sell my product, they're going to order more from me. They're going to want to work with me versus everybody else out there that says, here, you figure it out. Your problem <laughs> at this point. Here, it's handmade. That should sell it. No, no, it's not. 
So would that also include offering like point of sale materials and things like that? Exactly. It could be point of sale materials. If you have any little videos of it, anything that educates that retailer, that's something I hear from retailers. We aren't educated. We don't get any education. It shows up in a box and I'm supposed to figure out how to sell it. Right. That's great. But if I have 150 products like that, I can't do that. I don't have that kind of time. So put yourself in that shop owner's lens and say, how do I make it easy for them to go, oh, I have this beautiful product and oh, maybe there's some little information cards or something where they can learn more about the maker. Maybe it's a QR code someone can scan on their phone and look at it and go, oh, that's really cool. I want that. That's more interesting story. So think about it as more of the experience for how do you take your product and move it through the retailer to that consumer? What information should you provide? You know a lot of it in your head. You just need to get it created and put it along with your product. And position it to the person that you're talking to. Yes. I'm also thinking that it's not 100%, I'm not exactly sure how to say this, but you don't just take all the products that you have and just flip them over and offer all of those wholesale either. There may be certain parts of your product line that are more suitable to wholesale than others. Yes. If your products were really popular and you got a huge order of 50 pieces somebody wants for wholesale, can you make those in a timely manner? Are you ready? Do you have even the materials in this era of supply and shortage of supply? Do you even have it? So really to think through which products to offer up right away too. Yes. And we can actually, you can set order quantities. You can set min max quantities and things on our site. So that that I think is a big thing people get hung up by. They think I'm going to get an order for a thousand and I can't make it. No, you just say you can't order that many. You set that in your shop. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the beauties of Stockable too, because if you're really looking at makers who are starting out and smaller, more local boutique shops who are looking for product, they're not going to buy that many anyway. No, right. Exactly. And they want to keep everything fresh and roll their inventory through. At first, they're going to buy smaller quantities just to see if it sells. And then they'll probably stay with smaller quantities because think about it, boutique shops have limited floor space anyway. So they want lots of variety of products, not necessarily within your brand. So two, three, five, so that makes total sense with what you're talking about. Exactly. And so the other thing I would tell you too is sometimes I see the minimums that people put for a wholesale order and I look at that and I was like, we're selling to independent retailers who are buying small quantities and you put $500 order minimum. <laughs> That's a lot for someone to take a new bet on you. So you have to really be thoughtful about it. You can test the waters. You can update things over time. And I think sometimes people think, well, I'm going to set it and forget it. I'm like, no, you're going to work with this over time as you learn and grow. And you want to start small and a little simpler. You do not want to start with a catalog of 500 items right out of the go. That's going to be horrible <laughs> to maintain. You're not going to be able to manage that between your, I see that too, between the consumer and wholesale is, yep, take my entire exact same catalog. And to your point, maybe they all don't have the right margins to support that. Are you sure you want to wholesale that many items? So the planning for what you want to wholesale is something you really need to think about. And I think that's what you're getting at, Sue. You got to be intentional about this. Yeah. I mean, really thinking about where these products would be placed and the value that yours have over others. Right. Now, would there be any products that would not be suitable? I usually think of it more in terms of, does the margin support it? That's really kind of how I think of it right now. We have some categories we don't sell, fresh food, like we don't sell that. 
and so some things like that. But otherwise, that's a if you have a question about that category, just shoot us a note and ask. <laughs> that's what I tell people. What about consumables that are packaged? Like if someone makes cookies or a sauce or something like that, that has some shelf life to it. Let me put it that way. Right. So we've done like coffees and teas, but we have not expanded into those categories with shelf life, but there are other marketplaces that have. So okay. that one's not really stockable, but I know there are some other more artisan food marketplaces that do wholesale. So there's some other folks out there that you can find that do that. Okay. But I'm also thinking for our bakers and food makers out there, if you were looking at doing some type of a product that you would want to pair with something. So I'm thinking of like, if you made a fig spread and you for Christmas wanted to make that into a gift kit that had like a little serving plate, ah. they could come to Stockable yes. and buy wholesale a serving plate that could be used with the fig jams and then they could wrap them up as this gift. Yes? Yes. So you're a maker turned wholesale purchaser at that point, kind of. Right. You would be. Yes. You would be on the business side. You'd be on the purchasing side at that point. And sure, if you have your own business and you want to buy other handmade things to put into kits, sure. Of course, you can do that kind of stuff. In fact, actually, that's one of the things that I've been trying to talk to more retailers about. You know, you can put multiple things together. And one thing I actually suggest for makers, too, is think about these sort of gift baskets and sample kits. And if I think about my products, what are things that make it really easy for that retailer? Mm -hmm. And for some of your folks that are thinking about, well, I don't want to have huge orders, maybe you do sample packs that's another thing to do. And retailers like those, right? That's a smaller quantity and it's a few different things. Right. And so you could actually get a slightly bigger sale because they're like, oh, well, I tried two or three. Sure. I'll just try the whole sample kit instead of just that one item. Again, think about how do I make it easy for the guy in the other end, guy or gal on the other end. <laughs> and you mentioned gift baskets and now gift boxes are all the rage too. Yep. I'm intimately familiar with this industry and many of them are looking for those local based products or yeah. products that are super unique because their gift baskets don't then look like the big guys that are just the brand name products, you know, big boxes, small amount of <laughs> ingredients inside, mm -hmm. but more local and things that if you were to give that gift box as a gift, aren't things that you could just go buy at your local shop. Right. They're very much curated for that business. We keep going off on the side and tangents about this, which is great because it's just a whole bunch of brainstorming ideas, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So branding, pricing, photos, and descriptions. Well, photos ready, but then the descriptions probably just need to be tweaked for the right audience, right? Right. Anything else on qualifying? Yeah, actually, let me back up a little. Qualifications, really, when you submit your application for Stockable, it's actually super easy. You're going to give us your website, your Instagram profile, so I can go take a look at all of that. And as long as we know it's handmade, we know it's the artisan, the, the smaller made, that part of the process is easy. What if I am just starting my Instagram account, really haven't paid a lot of attention to it, and I sell at craft shows? I'm thinking mm -hmm. about a website might not have one still, even after all the warnings, after what we just went through, yep. right? So if my business model was face-to-face, -face, but then I'll do wholesale orders on the side behind the scenes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
that would also still be okay. Yes, it is. Because here's what would happen, right? So we look at all the applications. We'd say, huh, there's no website. Hmm, there's only a couple posts on Instagram. We would shoot you an email and say, hey, can you tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to sell on Stackable? And then usually people go, oh, I'm looking to sell blah, 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 handmade products. I'm doing everything at craft shows. Here's some pictures. That's usually how this works. And then we go, oh, okay, we can see what it is. And again, we're just trying to make sure that it's a fit for our site and that we're not going to waste your time. That's the other side of this too. The other reason we vet and we look at the categories is sometimes we reject people because we say, guess what? People don't come to our site to buy that. I don't want to waste your time as a small business. And so if it's not a fit, I tell you that versus say, oh, come on in and then have you go through all that work. I'm going to tell you if it's not a category we really sell or we really see. So give us some examples of categories that are a fit. Candle makers. We've had people that do like small batch aromatherapy, home decor, jewelry, handmade apparel. We've had things in the pet space. Let's see. I'm sure there's more I'm not thinking of, but off the top of my head, those are all. Handmade bird feeders, glass ornaments, like all those true handmade. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So apparel and all that. I wanted to hear that too. So pretty much. Yeah. Okay. We got that. Okay. So we do the qualifications now starting. So it starts with, is there a form on your site or how does that work? Yep. There's an application form right on our site that you fill out that provides all those basics to us. Mm -hmm. And then we'll review the application. And when we accept the application, we'll send you a series of emails to help you onboard. And then you can just email us as you have questions, if you're having questions getting set up. Okay. How long does it take to get approved? Approximately. (laughs) Usually under a week. Sometimes it's a day. If it's a no-brainer, because we can tell there's a website, it says it's handmade all over it, and there's a picture of you as the maker on it. Those tend to get approved within a few days. They're pretty quick. Those are easy. I'm thinking about this only because of what we're talking about for the opportunities coming up. So it doesn't take a long time to get approved, but go ahead and do it right away. And is there a cost to getting approved? Or should we get to cost later? It's free to apply. Okay, free to apply. So now you've gotten approved and then we get emails with links that guide us through how to set everything up. Correct, yes. And so you should carve out some time because it's gonna take you a little while. You get your little shop banner set up, you get your description of your shop, you have to add in kind of all your social profiles and all that so that it looks the way you want it to look to represent your brand to retailers. That's the piece where don't do short shrift on this. Give yourself a little bit of time, carve out a day or something to actually thoughtfully work your way through it. I'm underlining what you said, how your brand looks to retailers, not how your brand looks to a consumer who's going to buy, right? Right. How should your brand look to a retailer? How do you want that sold to a retailer who then will turn around and sell to an end consumer? So thoughtfully work your way through that process and the setup for that. We send a series of onboarding emails because the practicality is, you know, lots of people are doing this in off hours or they're going to do it on the weekend and they'll apply one weekend and the next weekend they'll come set their shop up or something like that. Very common. That's very typical um, for what we see. So you'll work your way through the shop setup process. And at a certain point, you have a decision point. And that's really related to your business and how you're planning to grow your business. So we have one level that is what we call our free level where it's commission-based and you can have up to 15 items on that level. 
and they have a 15% commission if they sell, plus a 3% fee that pays for Stripe, basically. So there's that level. Sometimes that's great for people that are just getting started and feel like they're learning so many ropes on this that just in the beginning stages of building their wholesale business. Then there's other folks that have said, hey, guess what? I want access to some of these other opportunities, like some of these open customizations. I want you to promote my stuff through your social channels. They get access to, because I write for other publications, I reach out to some of these folks to get quotes from them. And so they can, they might get a little press coverage courtesy of me and other things I write as well. Mm -hmm. And those are all the folks that are kind of on our paid tier. Again, how do we solve it to make it easier, right? Is you'll get the, hey, would you like to provide a quote for a certain question? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, hey, and I'll cover your shop. You'll answer a little question for me and I'll cover your shop. They're like, oh, well, that's amazing. And so, as I say, those value-added services, and those are for folks that are on our paid platform. And so how that works is you can either do a monthly one, a quarterly one, or an annual one. And it's all depends on, if you do a monthly one, it's $25 a month. If you do quarterly, there's a price break. So it's $62.50 and annually is $250. And that covers all the costs to run the platform. And then there's no commissions. You just pay the 3% Stripe fee. That's like a no-brainer, Amber. Yeah. Are you sure those prices should be that low? <laughs> prices haven't been adjusted in several years. And I'm pretty determined to try to keep them there. Because what wow. I'm really looking at is saying, look, you're going to have Shopify, Squarespace, something for your retail site. Where are you going to put your wholesale stuff? Who vets that it's a business that's buying it? Do you want to 100% of it to then just go through your own site? Or do you want some discovery and promotion and help in the process from someone else? That's kind of as you think about that. Dang. <laughs> like I would jump on it now. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I was expecting you to say 750, you know, something like that. No. And you may not have thought this through yet, but if someone comes in now and they stay with you year after year, will you maintain their entrance where they came in or will it change as like if you start increasing it down the road? Oh, I would grandfather prices. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You would grandfather prices. Okay. I'm not a fan. I'm like, hey, look, if you came in, you were that loyal in the early days when we're little and we're working through all this stuff and you're working. With, heck yeah, I'm going to be loyal to you too. So yeah, we would grandfather. I would add new tiers and new pricing for people that came in later. I've had other businesses. So I'm like, yeah, I know. People are like, hey, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that. I knew I liked you when we first connected because <laughs> I had to challenge you about the pricing. That was just the very first thing that came to me is like, that's a steal. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> I know. As I talk to people, they're like, seriously? Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But so get in on it now because then you can keep that. Okay. So amazing. Okay. So you choose your place. But for those who aren't yet comfortable, because let's face it, when you're growing your business and starting out and have never done wholesale before, maybe they want to try the free. Yeah. You know, it costs Absolutely. them a little bit more per order, but just to get their feet wet. And can you always jump to different levels to upgrade your level at any point? Yes. Okay. You're making this very easy, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm trying really hard to make it easy for you to focus on the things to grow your business. And, and I'm always asking myself, what else can I take off your plate that's creative, that's mm -hmm. thoughtful, that accesses the information I have, right? Because I have access to some right. retailers. I have access to the makers. How do I create these win-wins for everybody? And I'm really just the underlying marketplace that's transacting and trying to nudge people along and help them grow their business. Right. Okay. We've made our decision point. Okay. So we're now past that. What happens next? 
the decision of, am I going to do free or am I going to do a paid program? And so then what happens? We finish our shop setup, Mm -hmm. get everything ready to go. We need to tell people on social media we're there. I mean, we provide some templates and some things via Canva to say, hey, let people know I'm unstockable. So let me ask you a question on this finalizing your shop setup. Mm -hmm. So is there a point where you can push the button and it goes live onto Stockable so you can do all this stuff behind the scenes? And then when you're ready, do you control pushing it and getting it live or do we send something to you and then you just look at it, make sure it all looks okay, and then you turn it on? You actually control that. And so the way you control that is you go ahead and upload your shop. And so then the shop would be there, but if there's no products in it, it's not really going to show up anywhere. Yeah. So you don't do that until you're ready. Yeah. You do your baseline shop stuff. You put your items in a draft status. And then once you publish them, they go live. So it's really easy. Yeah. That's why there's the two. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we've done that. And so now let's get to the promoting and marketing. Because just like we were talking about earlier, if nobody knows you're there, they're not going to know to come to you unless they happen to fall upon you, even in Stockable, right? Exactly. Exactly. They might be sorting a catalog and find you. But if you're relying only on other people to do 100% of your sales, you're going to have a real mixed bag. They might find you, they might not, who knows, right? Just like anything with businesses, there's some intentionality to all of this. And with the thing to think about with, the other thing to think about with wholesale too, is I tell people, okay, so you're still going to those shows, right? In your direct to consumer stuff, and you're still meeting people, you're gonna come across businesses along the way. Do you have in the same materials that you do even for your direct to consumer links to your wholesale shop? Like somebody might be walking by and be like, oh, look, they do wholesale. They might not tell you they're a business owner. They got a friend that has a shop that I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. Oh, I should tell my friend. I'll just grab your little card or your information and hand it to her that has my little shop link to it. And this is your wholesale shop. Yeah, exactly. You should have them both because consumers, they're not going to come by wholesale because we're like, give us your business information. And so you can even put for businesses, wholesale link, blah. And it's something I don't see people do. And I ask makers, said, well, you're on a wholesale platform. Who knows you're there? Yeah. Oh, well, don't you just deal with all that? <laughs> I do what I can. But, you know, if you don't even tell people on your main website that you wholesale, there's a problem. So that's one thing I, you'd be surprised. It's not like they're handing everything over for you to run your partners together. They're coming on your site. You're going to support them. It's a back and forth. And the other thing I really like about things like with Stockable is if you are a maker and you're driving people to that site, so are the other makers who are there. So you all win because think of a gift shop. They don't need just one product. They need multiple products on the shelf. So you're going to get the value from others driving their contacts there. And you do the same thing by driving some of your contacts there. Exactly. It's a community effort. Yeah. That's that reality. And knowing that you're part of the handmade community no, you're not part of just everything else that might be mass produced or handmade. And then they're trying to make you compete on price and other things. No, you're all part of this handmade community when you're doing that here. Okay. So any other ideas for promotion? So we've got the biggies of even just having some of the collateral and the information that you can share with people. I think mm-hmm. that's the first big one. I think we've given them kind of a list already. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. And also the, what do you call them? The calls for bid? Open calls. Open calls. So they'll those two if you're in one of the paid programs. Yep, we would email those to you. Then you're able to put your name in for those. So that's another option. And 
There's also social. There's lots of opportunities that we all already know. Yes. Okay. And so anything else we need to know in terms of just the structure, setting up, and being on the platform? Nope. I think that's everything so far. Okay. And timing-wise, it's the fall now. Is it too late to get on the platform and potentially capture some holiday sales? It is not too late. Here's why. There is these continued supply chain shortages and manufacturing shortages. And that's why it's definitely not too late yet. So the big thing that's been happening over in China, depending on how much people have been following it, the country has a COVID zero policy. So what they do is they open and close different regions of China based on outbreaks. They basically break their supply chain over and over and over again, right? Because one area might be manufacturing something, but the other area does the packaging. And then it has to ship from a third area. No different than here, right? In the U.S. And so you're seeing more and more retailers turn to handmade and other markets saying some of that isn't quite as reliable in the timing and they're wanting to differentiate. And so I would definitely say you still actually have plenty of time for the holidays. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And some might be looking for substitutes if things that they thought would be coming in don't. Because I've heard this horror story a lot too, is retailers end up sitting on product that finally arrives in February that was for the holiday sales. Yes. They're caught off guard. So they've learned and they've gone through this at least one year. I don't know that two years ago it was such an issue because we were focusing on other things. But last year, this definitely happened to many people. So they're thinking differently now of where they're going to purchase or reducing the risk of overseas purchases and having something local. So at least they know they have something to sell. Absolutely. The other thing that's in your favor right now, especially with working with some of your local retailers, is the fact that freight is just, I mean, freight costs are out of control. I wrote an article for Smart Retailer a few months back, and in some of the research I had found, freight costs were up 70% year over year. What do you think that does to their margin on product? I'm actually seeing that today because Uh while we're recording, like an hour after we're done with this, I'm getting a huge ribbon shipment in. Yes, it's from China because that's where you can make it right now. You know, I don't go through middlemen. I'll go directly to the factory. But I've been comparing my costs of, you know, getting it to port, shipping like on the rail over here and getting it actually to my office, all of that. And I'm right at that mark, 70%. Exactly. And it's horrible. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars over what it used to be. So I am a credible source to what you're talking about. If I could find it stateside, even if it cost me more per item, if the shipping is lower, it could still be in my favor. And then I could supply American, which I would love to do. Yes. Some things are possible to do, some things aren't. But I felt like I wanted to reinforce what you're saying. Because it's not just talk. (laughs) No, no. And the other thing to think about too is, especially in putting a driver on some of the building out some of your local business, you just create a schedule of, hey, I'm going to run around. I'm going to be over in your suburb on this date dropping off orders. And so we're going to do that instead of shipping everything to you. And so people are like, oh, all of a sudden people are having to get creative. So you can get a little creative too. They've had to get a lot more open-minded because they haven't been able to find some of the supply. And so It gives you some advantages and there's just so much more awareness now that we're a couple years into it. And that doesn't even get into the whole environmental, social kind of other things that just feel really good about buying that. That doesn't even tap into that whole feeling. Right, right. (laughs) 
Okay, so let's finish this out by talking about, well, first I'm going to prompt everybody, fill out your application if you're interested. Think about it for this holiday season. It is the fall. With any luck, you've already been planning, but I think you could probably slip this in. Even if there's only a few wholesale orders, you start getting going. And remember, there's holidays right after December too, for us to be looking at and considering. So Get your application in, get started with the process. And now just to close the circle here, how does it look from Stockable's end when someone actually gets an order? How does that flow through the system? Yes. So you actually get an email that confirms and tells you that you have an order. And then we actually go in and monitor it as well. And you go into your shop dashboard and you can complete the information for the order from your shop dashboard. So once an order comes in and you see that email, you would go log in, you would see that you have that order in the dashboard, and then you can complete your additional information from there. Does it give you any of the customer's information? If you have questions on the order, how would that work? Usually you would work with us if you have questions on the order and what additional information is there. I don't remember right off the top of the head if we give you their (laughs) their email address or not. I'm like, well, I don't remember. I'd I'd have to go double check that to see. But yes, you always want to work with us on it because we're monitoring and looking at orders too, just to make sure everything goes smoothly and that there aren't any issues or or escalating if somebody isn't responding right away to that retailer's order or pretty quickly to that retailer's order and stuff. So we're also watching that process as well to try to help you out and have you back. And important because if someone might have missed the order, because let's face it, if it's email, it could go into the promotion folder, spam, whatever. So you're kind of a backup protection, like, hey, hey, you've got an order out there. Let's look at this. Yes, exactly. And one thing we forgot to tap into, I will recap really quick. If you're a retailer and you find shopping on all these sites completely overwhelming, you can just email us and we'll curate for you. Oh. We'll be your personal shopper. Oh, love it. You're like, hey, I'm looking for a couple different things in, in candles and here's a link to my website and take a look at the kinds of stuff I sell and give me some recommendations. That for retailers. So again, like I said, I'm trying to create solutions that make it easier on both sides for how do we do this and move business. I absolutely love it. Okay. And I'm sure there are other questions that people will have and they would go over to your website or where would you direct them to go to get in touch with you, do all the things? You can go right onto the Stockable website and you can just put in a little help request, support requests and ask us questions, or you can email us at hello at stockable.com as well. And we can kind of route from there, depending on what kind of question it is, whether it's on the maker side or on the purchasing side for the retailers. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Any final statements that you want to talk about with Stackable, where you are, where you're going, message to newcomers who are considering joining, what would be your final message here? I think my final message is this is a great time to be both an independent retailer and a maker because consumers are more educated than ever about wanting to support their small local businesses because of the pandemic. And they're also more educated than ever about wanting to support handmade. And the key is continuing to bring forward that message about handmade and what you're doing, because all these little micro businesses, they're the lifeblood that are driving our economy. And so for all of you that are on the front lines doing all of this, thank you. We love you and we love your products and we will keep buying them. (laughs) As I say in my tips and talk episode, they bring us so much happiness. You know, these handmade products. Absolutely. And because we can imagine and envision ourselves as the little guy that's getting their fledgling business off the ground and growing it and how much courage that takes. 
And some of these businesses that think are little aren't so little anymore. They're still all handmade, but I mean, there is money to be made in handmade, which is amazing. And the opportunity is available for all of us. But we have to find people like you, Amber, to help us along, to have platforms, to provide a community where we can all enrich each other and help build each other up with the visibility of a platform like Stackable. So I am so excited to see where both these things go, handmade seller and Stackable, but Stackable is the focus for the time being because of holidays. So thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing with everybody, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Thank you. Okay, short and sweet summary here. First, get on the Handmade Seller email list and take advantage of all the free back issues that Amber is offering you. Second, how about wholesale for you? You heard the qualifications and that you don't have to have been in business for a long time to integrate wholesale into your strategy. Stockable is made exactly for you and only for you as a handmade product business. It can't get any more targeted and supportive than that. Now it's time for you to act. So go over to the Stockable website and make that next move. But if you're still on the fence or you need to enhance some areas of your business to qualify, this could be the perfect topic for a gift biz boost. To remind you, these are free time slots with me to help move your business forward in one specific area. If you want to sign up for a gift biz boost, go over to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash boost and select a time. This is a chance to get coaching for free. So make sure to grab your spot today, giftbizunwrap.com forward slash boost. And now be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.